You may be tired, but you are well, isn't it? <laughs> pastor too, but pastor is well. We give glory to God. Um, today, we don't, we want to suspend our Bible studies and then have some learning. And ideally, I wanted to project our discussion today. Unfortunately, the projector has failed us this morning. Because uh, the kind of thing we are going to discuss is a bit technical. And I wanted us to convert the church meeting into a classroom where we can project some slides and take our time and walk through. Um, can the base come down a little bit or the tutors walk through so we can, we can learn? Is that okay? Um, uh, so we're going to discuss a topic that is part of our 2020 and 2021 theme. It is called Secular Humanism. Secular Humanism. It's called Secular Humanism. Uh, and we look at this secular humanism in contemporary society. Uh, today's teaching is not going to be the amen type, but it's critical, very critical. I'm essentially going to present what our dear Apostle, um, Apostle Dr. Alfred Kodia taught us. He is our immediate past general secretary and the presently the area head of Tishinunga area. By the grace of God, this year, he's going on retirement after 37 years of active ministry in the Church of Pentecost. We give God praise for his life. Let me take advantage because I'm going to teach from his slides to celebrate him. From the little I know as a, um, a young person and also as a minister, Amongst those who have recently been such a blessing to the Church of Pentecost, you can't take out Apostle Dr. Alfred Kodria. He has been a mighty oak of our church. When he had opportunity to be the General Secretary of our church, he stood strong and great, firm and disciplined, and ensured that every excess that could have been detrimental to the church were curtailed. It brought serious financial discipline in the head office. And without raising any offering for PCC, just by prudence financial management, we were able to build PCC without special offering. He is the man who ensured that there was a lot of discipline. When you're a leader and you are firm, normally, People find some difficulties with you. But all the people who are blazing the trail around the world are like that. If you are not firm, things will slip out. So we celebrate his life. And we thank God that God has helped him over the last 37 years to be a minister of our church. Um, so we're going to discuss this subject. Um, it shall be well. So now that I cannot project, those on the platform can see on the television, but those here cannot see. 
So I'd rather say that let's switch off the TV and let just you everybody should follow me. I'll try my best to explain what is happening. There were certain symbols I wanted you to show. Most of us, most of us. Okay, let me start properly so that I don't I don't create problems. But there were certain symbols I wanted to show you. All right. Um, if you are around, project project that symbol. Just project it. That is the second slide. And those who can see the TV, just turn your neck a bit and look at look at this symbol. That's slide two. Is it not coming? Okay. It's like, it's like two hands raised up. Okay. Okay, that's okay. If you cannot find it, that's fine. So, oh, today, pa, the, the, the devil doesn't want us to know about his ways. <laughs> But he's a liar. Amen. <laughs> we will still learn. Amen. We will get opportunity to correct this and come back because it's a bit technical and I wanted to show you a few things. Okay, so, so those of if you, if you don't see it, never mind. It's not, but those of you can turn your head a bit. Just look at these symbols. You've seen them. Now, anytime, you know, sometimes, and please, I'm not a politician. I'm a pastor. Uh-huh. People may adopt things they don't know. So, anytime you see people doing this, sometimes we are, we are taking pictures. Recently, I saw my little ladies taking pictures and they were all doing like this. And I'm saying, <laughs> These things, they have you doing it. Yeah, do it. Let's see. Anytime you see these symbols, don't think it's a style. When you see Shatter and Co doing those things, don't joke with it. It's, it's a symbol. It represents something. It represents a society. It represents a certain group. It represents the Illuminati. It represents certain, certain brotherhood. It represents certain demonic society that is powerful and influential and rules the world. Recently, a certain lady was dressed in a certain dress. And with a lot of difficulty, I just approached the lady and said, you are looking beautiful. She said, thank you, Papa. I said, but then, you know what? This particular material you are wearing, those who own it know that this rainbow dress is is, is this. I'll pause in a minute. All right, so when, when the ladies don't go and buy that rainbow atari and wear, rainbow is purely, has been adopted, even though rainbow is created according to biblical history by God and according to fixes explainable, rainbow has been adopted by the LBGBTTT plus community as their colors. And now you have a lot of fabric design in rainbow and people buy them ignorantly and wear the young men you have rainbow socks then you wear your tunable trousers and show your socks 
and you think, oh, but life, you are saying that I am a gay. <laughs> I'm throwing light to. <laughs> so when you are buying things, watch the color. You may think, oh, but life, any life now, but you don't know. Of course, you are not. Just that you don't know. But people who know would say, acquire it. <laughs> so, so be careful that you don't join them. So when you say people doing this, or doing the one that you did, which, which my fingers don't seem to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, uh, when you see these things, and people are doing it, you are doing some, please don't do some. Are we together? Now, that is the symbol over there. Either way, it represents the same thing. So, it is a humanist symbol. Humanism, secular humanism, is the humanist symbol. Now, before we proceed further, let's quickly look at three scriptures. Three scriptures. Then I'll come back. These are the only scriptures I may read. I'll also make one or two reference to maybe a certain passage. But these are the three scriptures I want us to quickly read. Please note them down. The first one is Colossians chapter 2 and verse 8. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 8. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 8. So if you write, you lift up your head. Okay, it's not projected, sorry. Then we, learn, we have to read it. So Colossians chapter 2 and verse 8. So let's go and read what is there. It says that from the New King James Version, it says, Beware, beware. Okay, in order, in order to contextualize this test, let me go back. Verse 6. Verse 6 and verse 7 have been adopted by the youth ministry for the 2018-2023 vision of the youth ministry under our dear pastor Ebenezer Hagan. That is the that is the youth ministry. So they have adopted Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 and 7. But if I don't add it, you will not catch what I want to say. So let's go to Verse 6, it says that, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. Rooted, this is very key, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith. Now, these words, rooted is stability. When you say you are rooted, umashikbein, you are solid. Is that okay? So rooted is stability, built up. When you say built, and established, so these three words all mean in my in my in my in my understanding the same thing. Rooted <laughs> and what built up and established in the faith. So when you come to Christ. You have a vision to be rooted, to be built up, and to be established in the faith. As you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. When you, est- when, I mean, when you establish, you, you walk in praise. No konyene pushibo. Are we together? Then the verse 8 now tells you that you need to beware. You say beware, beware, be aware. Lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit 
according to the tradition of men according to the basic principles of the world and not according to Christ so when you are not rooted and built and established and you walk around loosely you may be trapped you may be cheated you may be captured through philosophy human ideas and intellectual and and and, and insight an empty deceit according to the tradition of men according to the basic principles of the world and not according to Christ so the anchor scripture is verse 8 beware tell your friend beware why the enemy would employ philosophy and empty deceit tradition of men and the principles of the world to deceive you but beware so that is the first scripture you need the second one is second corinthians chapter 2 and verse 11 second corinthians chapter 2 and verse 11 He was teaching them about several things, including forgiveness and all that. But the key thing is that if you don't structure and position yourself well, verse 11 says that lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of the devices of the enemy. So what I'm trying to emphasize is that the devil has many devices, many tools, many structures, many strategies, many ways to deceive. And we don't have to live as a people who are ignorant of the ways and means, if you like, ways and means of the devil, of Satan. Is that okay? Please, is that okay? So this scripture is essentially meant to enlighten us. The last one is 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 14. 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 14. 11, 14. And he says, and no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Now this scripture is talking about false prophets and many, many, but it says that Satan himself has the capacity to, 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 to look and behave like an angel of light. What it means is that Satan and his disciples can say nice things, can sound convincing, can sound good intended, can sound rational, can sound things, can sound intellectually and rationally appealing, can sound like that. I quite remember recently when the Church of Pentecost commissioned the Ejira prisons. Then people decided to take a swipe at the church 
and began to philosophize. Why would they build prisons? Look at their church members. They are very poor. Instead of giving the money to the church members, they have built prison. Doesn't it sound rational? It sounds nice and intellectual, isn't it? It sounds convincing and good. But when you begin to punch holes, then you notice that it is light. It is based on human wisdom. It's based on human philosophy. Then the Lord gave our dear chairman a certain important insight. And the chairman says that our clients as a church are criminals, are the prisoners. They are the people Jesus wants to save. So that they will come out of that lifestyle and be blessed. When the alabaster boss was splashed and, and the intellectual disciples began to rationalize, Jesus says, shut up. The poor you always have with you. So whenever there is a conflict between well rationalism and ideas, you weigh it against what God has said and the word of God reigns. So I have tried to let you know that there is a philosophy out there which is based on the tradition of men. It is a deceitful philosophy. It is based on tradition of men. It is based, by, based on worldly principles. I've also told you that there are devices of the devil. And I've also told you that sometimes the devil will look like a bishop and say nice things that are very convincing, but he's a liar. That said, we now continue with this secular humanism. Now, the whole idea of this secular, when you say secular, secular means that worldly. Humanism essentially means that human centeredness man is the center man at the center man is the focus man is the agenda all right now the the the, the motto of this secular humanist or this humanist is being good without god in fact everything about secular humanism is anti-christo anti-christ Everything God is no. Everything Christ is no. So when the scripture says that in the last days the Antichrist shall come, as we speak, the most powerful tool the Antichrist has chosen is human, is secular humanism, humanist. And they have permeated the UN and everywhere. They are in charge of ideas that rule the world through democracy, through education, through everything. And their motto is being good without God. You see, they say you can be good without God. You don't need God. God is not there. You don't need to believe in Jesus. Everything they do is anti-God. You need to believe in yourself. So sometimes when you meet the motivational preachers and they say, believe in yourself, it sounds good. It sounds nice and preachers we say some of course i can meet my youth and tell them believe in yourself to the extent that when god is there god can help you to become something 
But when I say believe in yourself, as if you are capable by yourself, I am leading you into error. Because what makes you you is the breath of God in you. When the breath of God is out of you, you are as useless as nothing. I saw a video of a popular international Nigerian uh, preacher in a glass coffin. And the men were carrying him. And he was lying in the coffin, not speaking. Why? The breath of God is gone. He's dead. He's dead. He's dead. Once you are dead, you are dead. (laughs) So you cannot believe in yourself enough because you are not the source of your own life. So what is the meaning of believing in yourself? You only believe in yourself on condition that that which is in you, that makes you you, is from God. And when that thing is in place, then you can do things in the name of God. But you are not on your own. You have no power. The, The breath in your nostrils is not yours. I see people die every day. Every day, virtually, I see somebody dying. Every day. Sometimes when, when, when people are dying and the oxygen is not enough and you see them, you see them sweating. You see that omania honey honey. I don't know how you say omania honey in Ghana. I'm in black play. Hello? How do you say that? Like omania honey, your eyes are... Chale, it's not easy. Meanwhile, other people are breathing cool. And why is that you alone? You can't breathe. They realize actually you don't own yourself. Something is carrying you called the breath of life. When the mechanisms of the body is not allowing that breath of life to work, I beg, it's not easy. So believe in yourself and those kind of... So their motto is being good without God. How can you be good without God? So they form all kinds of things. Clap, clap, clap this, clap that, clap that, and they do things. They go, they build a, a toilet here, they build a school here. You see big, big men, lawyers, and da, 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 and then they say, oh, so, so, and so, clap, donated that. And so, and lion, debe, debe, and rutri, debe, debe, and then, oh, omo yade, omo yade, omo yade, being good without God. They are doing good. They are recruiting people. They are blessing people. Being good without God. May the Lord God Almighty. Now, they have four main objectives. They have four main objectives. So I said their motto is what? Being good without God. They have four main objectives. Objective number one is to establish a new world religion. Establish a new world religion. So all that these secular humanists are doing is to establish a new world religion. So there are traditional religions, uh-huh, but they want to establish a new world religion. To accomplish a new economic system. Because economic issues is powerful. It controls people. To achieve a new world order in which there will be no poverty and other social problems. They want a world where there will be no poverty and other social problems. That's why they say you can be good without God. We can create a world where there is no poverty and there is no social problem. So there will be no crime, there will be no nothing. Everything will be jet. 
what they, they, they are creating what heaven <laughs> on earth <laughs> being good without god four to have a new race of people for the new world order who would control their evolution and educational systems as well as promote secular humanist ideas through the media legal system religion and the state so their new religion will become the, the, the platform through the media and all that did you did you did you did you follow so being good without god they have objectives and the objectives are four that key objectives establish a new world religion maybe a little bit of light on that you see I remember 20, 20, 2011 or 2010, I was a national facilitator for the national leadership training at Pentecost University at the time. I was an elder then. And one of the things that we did was to look at youth culture. And one of the things that we focused on is that they said every religion is salvific. What it means is that if you're a Muslim, you can go to heaven. If you're a Hindu, you can go to heaven. If you're a Buddhist, you can go to heaven. If you're a Christian, you can go to heaven. It is not only Christianity that saves. Every religion saves. Once they push that agenda, there's nothing special about Jesus Christ again. And related to that is, there is no absolute truth Every truth is truth. And every truth leads to heaven. Are we together? So these guys are going to create a religion where there is no truth. So that sense, like, you cannot say, I am, <laughs> I am the way. I am the truth. I'm the life. No, you are not. According to them, Muhammad too is. Buddha is. Hindu is. The atheist, the one who doesn't believe in God, also is. And they, they, they will later come and tell you that we are a bunch of muscles and nerves. We don't have a soul and we don't have a spirit. We are a bundle of what? Muscles and nerves. Nerves is that which makes you feel and move and do all your things. So your nervous system. We are a bundle of muscles and nerves. There's nothing like soul. There's nothing like that. Is, this, this is what they teach. And they will teach you so, and they teach from their children. So, they attack the kids. By the time they are done with them, they leave and think that they don't need God because there is no God and they just have to manage themselves and live. This is extremely, in fact, this is more powerful than the witches you fear. That's why African religion has a problem in terms of the way we do African Christianity. The kind of things these people are pushing, and yet small, small, small witches around our villages know. Those, those witches, they are not a matter. This witch is a serious witch that will drive out Jesus from the heart of the children and capture them for the enemy. May the Lord God help us to understand and, and, and get a bit more serious. <laughs> Amen. Now, what are the, we want to look at the 11 basic teachings of this 
secular humanism. They have 11 basic teachings. I'll end it after this. I'll just mention them one by one in the next couple of minutes and I'll be done. Uh, one, their very first basic teaching is this belief in God, the afterlife or supernaturalism. So the key basic teaching of this secular humanism is one disbelief in God don't ever believe there is a God two don't think when you die something else will come up disbelief in the afterlife three or supernaturalism now every one of this is purely anti-christian for us we the first thing you open your bible and you see is in the beginning god so that's genesis chapter 1 verse 1 in the beginning god created in the beginning god they are saying that this belief in god what are they saying they are saying that don't accept the christian teaching it is purely anti-christian disbelieve in god two the only reason why we believe jesus died on the cross to save us is so that he will take us to heaven. So we believe there is life after death. They say, don't believe in any life after death. We believe that man is simply not flesh. We believe that man is spirit. They say, don't believe in the supernatural. So their first teaching is everything that is fundamentally against our core beliefs. Who will let you disbelieve what you must believe? It is the devil. Why? In the Garden of Eden, he says, did God say don't eat or don't touch? He said, no, God is a liar. God knows that when you eat, your eyes will open. So this first teaching is Satan on the loose. Two, this belief in the Bible. So, the secular humanists, they don't believe in the Bible. It is part of their teaching. All they are teaching. And now, if you go to America, for instance, most of the public schools, they have pushed and now they have taken Bibles out of the public schools. The places you go and they do, and they do traditional Christian teaching in their schools are private schools and mission schools. It, you may not know this, but the best universities in the world, especially in America and in the United Kingdom, were all started as, as Christian um, seminaries. Harvard was a seminary, Christian school, Princeton, Yale. But today, when you go there, Jesus is missing. It's all academics and intellectualism. May the Lord God Almighty have mercy. So, secular humanists believe that the Bible is the work of human beings. And so, it is nothing more than a compilation of pagan myths. And Hebrew folk tales written by pre-scientific people. Written by pre-scientific. That's why, if you are not a solid Christian, these things can shake you. But if you are a solid Christian, you know, you know that God is with you. I, I mean, I can share one of those 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 testimonies. I mean, we have a lot of it. One day, years back. I used to like politics more. 
So at a certain time, I went to buy a certain TV just to follow a certain political activity. I, I, I bought a big TV. This was somewhere around 2007. A big TV. Those days, the Tikopo was still there. This flat screen didn't exist. Maybe it existed elsewhere, but not in Ghana. Ghana, our flat screen was a Tikopo with the surface flat. Because originally, the Tikopo had a curvy surface. They bought a big one. Uh, because in the, at the time... If your TV was big, you are big. <laughs> and the TV was such that if you say I should lift it alone, it's very difficult. Then we went for a certain funeral one Saturday morning. And in fact, before the funeral, we had a half night. And one of the songs we sang during the half night was Tari for their spirit. So we prayed and prayed and prayed. Then in the next morning, when we returned from the funeral, Mami Ekuya was, I don't I remember, this was like 2016, she was four years, eh? Okay, now she's nine years. So, this five years ago testimony. So, Mami Ekuya was in the living room, ran around, Tari for the spirit, and ran around the TV, and something happened, and she went to climb that glass, you know this glass TV stand? She went to climb the glass TV stand. And the TV stand had a problem. So, so Mami and I were in the bedroom. All we heard was bang. I rushed out from the bedroom only to find Mami Akuya on the floor with a TV on her stomach and her waist. And we were living with a, a lady by name Pokuya. Pokuya was struggling to move the TV and wasn't moving. So I, with a lot of adrenaline, when I say adrenaline, you know, sometimes when you have an emergency, you have fresh energy and you're able to do things normally you can't do. So I just moved the TV and put the queer was like she's dying. I checked her. She wasn't really behaving like she's okay. I carried her into my car. So mommy was crying, speaking in tongues and sitting in the car. And any road I got to, whether it was like I was, at a point in time, I was using one way. I just drive against traffic. We carried her to Pentecost Clinic, Takwa. That's where I was working then. The moment we got there, and we put her on the examination couch. We check, 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 check. Suddenly, she was fine. And she just jumped. And she was fine. Okay, okay, okay. I thought, sir, her liver and her spleen will all crash. Her pelvic bone will break. But somehow, somehow, the hand of God protected her. It is not possible for that TV to fall on a four-year-old and there will be no fracture. There will be nothing. The, I'm, it's a serious thing I'm saying, you know. To date, to date, I'm amazed that she was perfectly intact. Nothing happened, though. She was perfectly intact. I beg, this one, no secular humanist can convince me that there is no God who makes interventions in the lives of his people. No, it's not possible. You can't convince me. There, there, there are several encounters but once you may not have the encounters that to give you resoluteness in your work with God because sometimes you'll be challenged and you may need to, to have one or two testimonies to tell you that, hey, God is faithful and this thing will pass. Are you with me? So when these people say disbelieve in God and disbelieve in the Bible and you are going through life challenges that you need the same Bible to encourage you and you have not really been serious, then you ask yourself, hey, or, or, 
But hey, Jesus is real. He's alive. He's true. He's faithful. We cannot disbelieve him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Three, disbelief in Jesus Christ as God. So this secular humanism, why Jesus? Why? I mean, look at their first three teaching objectives. And this human, secular, uh, this secular humanism I'm talking about, and this small group, I'm talking about the United Nations. At the center of UN is human secular. good deal. Disbelief in Jesus Christ as God, the Son of God, or any spectacular issue about him. So the whole of the United Nations is against Jesus. It's as simple as that. Your Jesus is so important to the world ruled by the devil that the, 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 the gathering of the nations of the world, when they, they are planning they throw out everything Jesus. Disbelieve in Jesus as God, the Son of God, or any spectacular issue about him. Four, strong belief in evolution as against creationism. They are saying that believe that we just came and we are changing instead of believing that somebody created us strong belief in evolution as against creationism so they say no creation then the next one is literal deification of human beings when they say deification it means let human beings be God so Literal deification of by dethroning God and enthroning human beings. So for them, human beings are God. You are God. You don't need God. You are God. You don't need God. The scripture says that we are gods. But that scripture that says that we are gods, it doesn't mean you are God such that you compete with God. The, script, the scriptural rendition that we are God simply means that if God is your father, then you are God. Because if your father, excuse me, is a dog, the dog will give birth to a dog, a little dog. You know, be so. So, if my father is God, then I'm God. But that concept that the Lord inspired David to say is not the same as I am God in Timothy. No. Are you with me? So, the, the, the secular humanist deifies human beings. Every human being is a God. That's why they say, believe in yourself. So, when Obama says, yes, I can. Then we all say, yes, I can. Yes, yes, you can as long as God's life is in you. <laughs> but when God's life is not, you can't say, yes, I can. Oh, yes, I can is on condition that the grace of God makes us do. Why? We were created in his image and likeness. But on our own, we can't do much. So, yes, I can without God is a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. Literal deification of human beings. Six. Six. Oh, what is happening to my... Okay. Sorry. Rejection of absolute truth. Rejection. You see, 
when we pick our Bibles, we believe that the Bible is the word of God. And believe that whatever Jesus has said is the truth. Everything else is a lie. They are saying that in secular humanism, we reject absolute truth. There is no absolute truth. No truth is absolute. What it means is that it, everything is relative. So what I think is right is my view. What you also think is right is your view. So I am right, you are also right. So if I believe I should have four boyfriends and I think I'm cool with that, I am right. If you also believe you should marry only one and be a virgin, you too you are right. So whatever it is, there's no truth is relative. My truth is my truth, your truth is your truth. Nobody's truth is right. Everybody's truth is truth to himself. They reject absolute truth. But in Christianity, we believe in absolute truth. And the absolute truth is Jesus. Are we following? Then rejection of religious-based laws. So everything religion, zero. Eight, promotion of democratic systems of governance. Last week when I was sharing, I said that, Kami, Mami, Kami, say some, let me say some. So in Kami, Mami, Kami, young people who have never achieved anything in life will type insult against achievers. When we were young, you couldn't insult an adult, but in democracy, you can insult an adult free. Because they have lied to us that it is your right. So in the name of democracy, people can look at President Atta Mills and insult him, President Jomahama insult him, President Kufuadu insult him, and use unprintable words because of democracy. In democracy, you can steal money with your pen. You will never go to prison. You are a thief, in quote, suit. And when the thief is coming, motorcade is leading and they are doing ping pong and we say honorable is passing. In democracy, thieves are called honorable. Promotion of democratic system. I'm not saying we should bring autocracy. I'm not saying we should bring military, but I'm trying to say that that Kabimamin can be, and as much as it's appealing, it is a dangerous thing in the sense that it must come with serious discipline, serious, serious accountability. When you take the accountability out and you take the discipline out, and everybody is doing whatever is pleasing them in their own eyes, we are in a jungle, nicely pretending to be rule of law. So you have cycles of precedence, cycles like this. Eight years to come, eight years to go, whatever years to come, whatever years to go, and our story hasn't changed. What has significantly changed? Nothing. With all our resources, people are still broke. People are still not going to school. Let it rain for two days and a crowd will not survive. Anyway, I'm preaching secular humanism. But they are behind all these things. What is what I don't really, really feel comfortable is the level of insult in the system, where people can type and say all kinds of things in the name of multi-party democracy. May the Lord God Almighty. And these are curses people put on themselves. You, you are 25. You are insulting a 75-year-old. You know even wait till you are 50. Hey! Now, be too many as 75, you know, be. You do get some. 
May the Lord give us wisdom. So if you are following them, please don't follow. Be a Christian. Don't be a secular person. Downplaying the marriage institution. So for the secular humanism, there's nothing like marriage. No, 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 no. For them, they say that secular humanists claim that marriage has outlived its usefulness. For them, to marry is to sell out your right to your partner. <laughs> Many men in the Western world now prefer cohabitation and penetration to formal marriages. Such men have formed movements such as men going their own ways. So you hear the baby mama philosophy. So no marriage, but if you want to have a child, just go and pregnant some girl. And you say, this is my baby mama. May no lady here, effective today, 11 July, become anybody's baby mama. If you want to have a child, then become somebody's wife. And may no man here have a baby mama. May you have a wife, the mother of your child. Just yesterday, after the, when I passed by Dominic's daddy's late father's funeral and I was going for another meeting, I came to change into my clerical shirt. And I was driving now, then they were playing some song on the PCFM. And two of the lyrics that passed through my ears was that, uh, one was that, Usuba Nyakura Medo, Usuba Nyakura Medo. I don't know who sang it, but that, those were the lines. Usuba Nyakura Medo, Then another one would say, say Wafamachi means that even if you have even committed adultery, if you are going to even uh, commit fornication, I don't know who saw this, but it just, I mean, I just put on the radio, it came, then I just, uh, so some of you have heard some of these songs, very good. So that is, so all these songs you think is nice, eh? the demons are behind it saying that there's no absolute truth. You can do anything you want and survive. That is all. So don't just sit down and listen to the songs and sing some. There is an inspiration. The inspiration is demonic. And when this, 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 this Illuminati get some of these guys, they push them and make them multi-dollar millionaires overnight. 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 So when you see some of them singing with Beyonce, you think they have made it. They haven't made anything. There are forces who are behind it, pushing them to make them icons. So a lot of young boys in the schools, instead of learning science, are writing shatter songs. Because he has become a big boy with disciples following him. May the Lord give us understanding. Secularization of Christian holidays. So today when you go to the US and it's Christmas, they don't say Christmas. They use two languages. One is called Xmas. They say Xmas. So when you hear Xmas, Xmas, happy Xmas, and you're a Christian and you don't understand, you say, oh, happy Xmas. The word Christ, they don't want it. So they have replaced Christ with X. And in real languages, X also is pornography. So, happy Xmas, happy Xmas, 
Instead of saying Christmas. Then the other one is happy season. Seasonal greetings. So you see them seasonal greetings. And sometimes some of our friends from the Arabian area, the Muslim community, they don't want anything to do with Christianity, but they like the business of Christmas and Easter. So you go to their shops around town and they say seasonal greetings. Then they say seasonal tree instead of Christmas tree. <laughs> so things are happening that if you don't understand, you think it's normal. It's not normal. Everything is programmed and planned. You need to be enlightened to understand what is going on around. So they, they like the enjoyment of Christmas. They like the enjoyment of Easter. But they don't like the person behind it because they have discredited him. But you cannot discredit Jesus. The final one, and we are done for this morning. We may continue another time. The Lord gives us the opportunity. Um, because we're going to look at how this will push the agenda. And then, God willing, we trust that our fathers who will be sharing for the rest of the month will take the slide. Uh, so please, um, I'll, I'll share the slide on certain platforms and then we can have it. And then we learn. The last one I'm doing is secularization of weddings, funerals, and other activities. So, because they don't believe in absolute things, now you can do whatever. So, weddings, which is traditionally a Christian form of marriage, has been secularized. So, I want to have my wedding in a garden. I want to have my wedding under the sea. I want to have my wedding on a mountain. I want to do this, 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 this. So, all kinds of things. And then, it comes to funerals. They say, you pastor, you just come and preach your word and go. Leave us to do our own funeral. So now, and now some of the church people are learning these kind of things. Thankfully, our church, Church of Pentecost, we are kangpe. I say we are kangpe. Off, off record. Off record. Those of us who were around yesterday, didn't you miss Pentecost? Those who were around yesterday, but didn't you miss Pentecost? Ah, by now, pa 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 pa, it them. It them. Time and time, a new man, atmosphere charged. Sorry, can't we say, can't we? You are that for a lie or for out. <laughs> Praise God. So, our own is nice, so. Yes, it's a Chinese school, no. You don't know. Uh, yeah, you don't know. <laughs> For us, when you are lying there, you are gone already. What is there is a piece of dust, so we don't pray for the dust which is there. <laughs> you are gone. What has this dust got to do? What are, what are you going to pray to the God about the dust? Nothing. Anyway, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. So, let me just read. Secular humanists perform their own weddings, funerals, child naming ceremonies, and the coming of age rituals, among others. For example, during secular humanist funerals, the family looks for an officiating officer and agrees with him on her, uh, uh, or him or her, the, the venue and the form of the whole ceremony should be taken without any religious rituals. Uh-huh. So, they, they, they introduce this celebration of life and those kind of things. So, this they will be writing some celebration of life and those kind of things. Yeah. Yes, it's good to celebrate life, but I beg, where is the person whose life we are celebrating going? So this morning, we are just letting us beware of three things. 
philosophy of men. Empty deceit. Traditions, men, worldly principles that can corrupt. We are exposing the devices of the enemy. Knowing that these philosophies can sound nice, intellectually appealing, philosophically stimulating, rationally good, and yet it is the Satan transforming himself as an angel of light. I pray that you being a child of God will tell yourself that even if Jesus himself should come and say, the, who has a traditional Bible here? These days too, this, this tablet business too is not helping. Obima me Bible. Bible akasan. Oh, ebidaha. Sorry. The little I have seen in my own life, God willing, this year I'll be 45 years. Um, in 2004, barely some months after I had become born again proper, God healed my stammering tongue. I was born again. I was in St. Peter's. Before I would say one word, I would slap my thigh, step my feet. I was a serious stammerer. But one particular day when I had become born again, I had joined the Christian brothers at St. Peter's. They said, Eddie, we are going to Impressive Secondary School. You will preach. How can I preach as a stammerer who is a new convert? But they say I'll preach. I had my old good news Bible. I got Matthew chapter 4, verse 19. Follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. That was the message. The day we got to that place, whilst I was so anxious, and when, I, when you are anxious, you stammer more. And a certain pastor came around who I later found to be an assembly of God pastor from Inkoko. I thought that once the pastor has come, the pastor will preach. The pastor said, well, I'm passing through to visit. So whoever is supposed to preach, you preach. When they called me, and my yam shimi imusum shami. When I stood there, the first thing I tried to do was to close my eyes and attempt to pray. The moment I opened my mouth to pray, cold water literally fell from my head and moved down my body to my foot. By the time I said amen, the water had poured. And when I began to speak for the first time in my life, I spoke fluently for about 40 minutes without stammering. And here I stand preaching the gospel. This Bible is the word of God. Even if Jesus should come and say, don't believe the Bible, I'll tell Jesus, I believe it. Because it is this same word that has made my stammering disappear and caused me to be a preacher. It is this same word my wife and I have believed and we have enjoyed our marriage for over 12 years in peace. This Bible is the word of God. No secular humanist can confuse me. I believe in it absolutely and I would never throw away my Bible. Why? I have tried it and God has proven faithful. Beloved, open your eyes. Trust the word of God. Rely on it and the enemy will not hold you captive. Eve turned away from the word of God and left us with a legacy of pain and suffering. Jesus came back as the word of God incarnate and now that word is dwelling in us may Christ dwell in your heart 
may you be a man of the word a man of god a believer of jesus and don't allow anybody to confuse you we can only in christ we can only in christ we 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 can believe in ourselves only in christ it is when you are standing on jesus you can say believe in yourself otherwise those people who believe in themselves with all their money with all their fame every day it is cocaine every day they are committing suicide why life becomes meaningless but in jesus life has a meaning god bless you